Hey, hey, hey everyone, welcome back to Intentionally Hoping. I would like to say a big thank you to everyone that listened to last week's episode, My Inward Self, Mental and Emotional Wellness. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen, rating and sharing. And if this is your first time, welcome. I am so happy you've joined me today. Please take the time to listen to last week's and the previous episodes. Please take the time to follow me on Instagram and check out my post each Monday called Intentional Mindset Monday, posted every Monday, and the word of the day posted every Thursday. Disclaimer, I am not a counsellor yet. If any topic covered in this podcast affects you, please speak to a professional to support you in your healing journey. personal disclaimer this podcast is not about being perfect i am not a perfect person the lessons i would like to share are from my imperfect journey of events that have shaped my life in diverse ways these experiences and events have taught me how to evolve overcome press through respect the process of healing be renewed in body and mind This podcast is to hopefully encourage you to take your own journey. I really do hope you enjoyed this podcast. The authenticity, the vulnerability of me expressing how I am growing with intention every day. Each episode contains the topic, a nugget from the book of the month, the song of the week, and a quote or scripture. Here are the five headings we will be covering. My outward self, my physical body. My inward self, mental and emotional wellness. How is my spiritual health? How I speak to myself and others. Relationships. This episode, we will look at How is my spiritual health? What is spiritual health? I've taken this article written by Jennifer Cranvale and John Koshuta from study.com. Health is something most strive to embody, from eating certain foods to exercising, along with emotional and mental self-care. The term health encompasses it all. However, there is something called spiritual health that is just as important. What is spiritual health and how does it connect to the person's overall wellness? Spiritual health is something that relates to the health and wellness of a person's spirit. While spirit can be defined in many ways throughout many religions and cultures, the concept stems from something within an individual that cannot be seen in the body and is not a part of the mind. Many believe the spirit and spiritual health are the keys of balancing the physical, mental and social aspects of the self by connecting that spirit to a God or God's the energy of the universe or another planet, realm, dimension, to name a few. 
the spiritual health definition is a broad stroke and encompasses larger belief systems that generally connect a person's religion, spiritual understanding of themselves and or the universe. However, this definition connects to the spiritual wellness definition in that the person believes. The connections to the spirit help them maintain physical and emotional well-being. Spiritual health encompasses the concept that the person believes there is a greater force outside of themselves in the universe. To understand this definition, it's important to comprehend the concept of spirituality as such, which is a broad sense, is the belief that there is something greater in the world or universe than oneself. Therefore, to be spiritual means a person feels a connection to something beyond themselves that cannot be explained, which typically connects to their life's purpose or their inner peace. To put it simply, spirituality is the process which leads to spiritual health. When a person focuses on their spiritual health, they will participate in activities that connect to their spirit and or spiritual religious practices, just as a person would eat well to nourish the body and exercise to remain strong. Spirituality and spiritual health. The concept of spirituality plays a large part in a person's spiritual health, as seen in the analogy of eating and exercising to maintain physical health. For example, a person practicing a Christian faith may go to church every Sunday, pray in the morning when they wake up and at night before they go to bed and bless their meals. These practices connect them to their higher power, which helps them to maintain the aspects of their health. These forms of prayer and faith create the foundation for a person to become spiritually healthy and feel connected to their world, their God, gods or universe as such. However, a person does not have to follow a set religion or practice to be spiritually healthy. The overall definition focuses on the spirit, but it also connects to a person's life purpose. Many find their path that creates intrinsic beliefs which allows for introspection and understanding. Many feel they have a life purpose, especially to help others. That is not connected to God or religion or formal practice. The point of spiritual health is that the person feels a deeper connection to concepts such as peace, hope and comfort and those themes will lead them to live a healthy life. I am a theist. I believe in God. I am a Christian. I believe that Jesus Christ lives. He came to proclaim God as our Lord and Saviour. He died on the cross and rose again after three days, conquering death and sits at the right hand of the Father God. I believe he will return and heaven will be on earth. My first introduction to church was when I was a little girl. I would go to church most weekends with my grandparents. I have fond memories of being in church with both of my grandparents, watching them worship and pray. My nana would teach me how to recite Psalms 23, The Lord is my shepherd, and we would say this prayer each night before I was going to sleep. I really enjoyed spending time with my grandparents, 
And funny enough, it was with my grandparents in church where I first sang in public. I don't recall my mum ever really taking us to church, but I remember us getting in this minibus, a yellow minibus, every Sunday, and they would take us to a church in Wembley. And after that, many years later, as I got to be an adult and had my own place and my own children, I had this neighbour who would come round and socialise with us and she would come and she would tell us about God and how he's been so good to her and how he was helping her with everything. And she just kept nagging at me to come to church. And one day, just to help her (laughs) to be quiet, I went, okay, I'll go with you. When I arrived at the church, I really didn't know what I was going to expect and hadn't been for such a long time. And when I was, when I did go, I was a young girl. So I remember there must have been an altar call or something. And as I reached the the pulpit, I was just so overwhelmed with tears and I was just crying and just felt, you know, this sense of relief as I was just crying. I was going through a bit of a rough point at that time. Um, My relationship was breaking down. So it was just, you know, I was emotional and um, I just needed some peace just to know everything was going to be all right. And I just felt it was going to be all right. As I just cried and cried, I was bawling. I was bawling at the altar that day. I remember just crying and letting it all out and just feeling so relieved and just feeling this peace all around me. And that was my first encounter, you know, of God's presence. And it was such a beautiful moment that I just wanted to um, experience that peace all the time, you know. Um, I went to that church for about seven years and myself and my children would travel down from where we lived to go to church each Sunday and then once a week. We really did love it. It was a nice community of people. Um, I loved the teachings and I learned a lot um, about God, especially from a couple of ladies that I used to spend some time with. And one of them in particular really showed me how to... Um, draw closer to God and how to get closer with the Holy Spirit and um, just pray, how to pray and how to worship. And by just worshipping, I love to sing. Um, so I'd worship. That was my way of communicating and expressing myself. I love to sing. Learn how to pray. I would invite the Holy Spirit to come and sit with me every morning. I'd get up early while the children were still sleeping and I would get up and just spend some time um, in God's word before I started my day with the children. They were still young then. Um, And it was just wonderful. I had really good times. Um, and And I really, that was my first real relationship with God at that time. And it was really precious to me. I grew a lot in that season um, in my spiritual health. You know, I learned to trust him in all things. Um, You know, I had four young children. You know, times it was hard. I was by a single mum. And I just spoke to him about everything that concerns me. You know, there was nothing that I didn't talk to him about. And I learned to rely on him and depend on him. You know, I would seek out the word in the Bible. And it it was clear, you know. And I found that at that time, you know, there was definitely some difficulties you know in in my single life bringing up these children but I didn't find it heavy as a weight you know he said he'll help you to carry your burdens I always felt 
that my burdens weren't that heavy. I felt that I could cope. I think I felt every day there was something to look forward to. You know, if I didn't know something, I knew where to go to find the help. There was a good community of people around me that were very supportive at the time. And, um, yeah, that, that whole season of really getting to know God, um, was really, really good, but I'm not a perfect Christian. I wasn't a perfect Christian. I'm still not a perfect Christian and there is no perfect church. So if you really think about looking at people and thinking that they're going to be perfect Christians or perfect, um, churches, there is no such thing. Um, every day seeking God to, to get closer to him, to be more like him. And, um, God and the Holy Spirit helps us to, to do that. But, you know, there was a season where I fell in, in my walk with God and, um, I left the church that I was at. There was other reasons and I left church, but one thing I will point out, like if you're going to leave a church make sure it's paramount that you understand this, that no matter what or how you're feeling about a situation, about people, about community, about um, family, always muster the strength and the wisdom to talk to the people involved, whether it's individuals or leadership. Speak to them because that's the one thing I didn't do correctly um, when I left that church. I didn't really speak to the pastor and the bishop about how I was feeling and the reasons why I felt I had to leave. And I always advise you, you know, express your views to them, give them the opportunity to express their, their feelings about the situation and get their point of view. And where possible, always try to leave um, in good faith and in good communication with, with people. Um, I still, I got a good relationship with the people at my old church, but I do wish I did make the effort to, um, speak to them more in depth about the reasons why I left. Um, in that season of leaving that church, I didn't really find anywhere else to really go. There was a lot of things going on. I felt a bit disappointed with the situation and, um, yeah, I didn't really seek out a new church for a while. And in that season, you know, at first, you know, you still feel you're covered, you know, because when you're, when you're committed to God, he definitely covers you and he protects you and he directs and leads you. But when you, you yourself move away from God, because God doesn't leave you, he doesn't forsake you, he doesn't abandon you, you know, um, it's us who move away. And as I slowly started to spend less and less time with God and seeking him out and worshipping and intentionally spending time to pray, um, the less and less I would go to him because I felt, well, I wasn't living the way I should or talking the way I should or doing the things that I should be doing. So that condemnation, that um, shame and disappointment in myself was stopping me from going to reconcile my relationship with God. So, um, yeah, I kind of, they call it, um, a time of season of dryness or backsliding. And that's what I did. Um, I backslid from, for some years. So I didn't go to church. I was just doing my own thing, living in the world. Um, 
But even from when I was at school, I never really kind of um, fitted in to the cliques or to a group of people. I was, I didn't find it easy to, to conform to the way people were acting at that time or in the in crowd, as they would say, you know, it just wasn't me. I never had the right clothes or the right lifestyle that they had. And I really didn't mind that. I always found it just too hard to conform to others. Um, and that's the same, like when I was out in the world, I'm just saying out in the world, like, you know, with, when I use that phrase out in the world, it's when you're living a Christian life and you're following Christ, you know, you are separated in a sense, you're covered under his protection. You are, you don't view the same way as somebody who's living in the world. You know, they don't, people don't consider what I would call a sin, like lying or stealing, smoking or swearing and stuff that is worldly living where if you're living if you're living for God and walking with him you're mindful of how you're talking um how you're acting how you're behaving because people are watching you all the time um when you declare that you're a Christian um they're watching your mannerisms they're kind of like waiting for you to mess up really <laughs> um but yeah, it's not easy to live a Christian lifestyle and it's not meant to be easy because we have to consider that God is holy and God does not live any in any way. He's pure, He is holy, He is clean and because of our sins and our way that we live, that's why he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for us. And that blood was the sacrifice to make us clean. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we accept that the price was paid. So therefore we need to conduct ourselves in the correct manner and the correct way we should talk. Yeah, so I had moved away from God in a sense. As I said, I was doing my own thing. And um, yeah, I found it in those dry seasons, it was really challenging at times because where before I was just so reassured, I was just felt so safe, so covered, um, that I would have insecurities, um, reminders of my, um, incapability of looking up after all situations it wasn't in my hands I didn't have all the answers and um, I didn't really have people around me that I could um, talk to or get advice from I didn't have a, like a I didn't like have um, a great relationship with my mum or um, my dad wasn't even in the country I think at the time and um, through the years I'd become quite um, distant from other family members like we'd be in contact but it wasn't the same as I le had to leave home at an early age so yeah I didn't really have that close relationship with my siblings um, after I had to leave home beautiful beautiful lady that um, was in my old church she passed away she uh, that was really hard for all of us um, in our family and her family of course 
I really started to get homesick and just longing for God. You know, I started to sing again those worship songs and God was speaking to my heart and he was calling me home, you know, like to come back to him like the prodigal son, you know, the prodigal son went about his business. He thought, yeah, I don't need dads. I don't need all this stuff. Let me have my inheritance and let me go about my business and enjoy myself and have fun. When he finished all the money, drinking, smoking, whatever he was doing, having fun, he ended up in squalor, ended up just living in a, eating what the pigs were eating and thought, what am I doing here? My dad is a rich man and there's, and I know that he loves and cares for me. What am I doing here? And he just come to his senses and wanted to go home. And when he went home, his dad welcomed him with open arms. And I was on that journey back to the Lord, you know, because I was just so lost and overwhelmed with life. And I desperately wanted to go back home to, to, to regain that peace, that joy, that happiness, that contentment. You know, I've never had much. I'm not a materialistic person. It's not all about having all the bling and the fancy cars and the clothes and stuff for me. It's really not. Um, I'm, I'm quite simple. I just like to have what I need. And that's how me and my kids, I've brought up my kids. You know, you don't have to have a lot of stuff to be happy. But one thing I do know is that I need the Lord. And what I learned from that season, because God is always teaching you in the season. You know, you can't have one foot in and one foot out. That doesn't last for long. You know, and that's where I found myself. I was um, lukewarm. I wasn't committing. And non-committal doesn't work for too long. You can't survive on that. You know, it's either you you love the world and you want to stay out there or you hate it that you want to go home and be with God and you're going to live right and do right um, and help people to come to God too in that journey. But I wasn't even committing to anything. I couldn't even tell nobody about God because they knew me for years. People would know me for years. I wasn't smoking. I wasn't doing nothing. I was still a lovely person to be around. I wasn't, you know, doing anything crazy um while I was in church <laughs> but you know people knew who I was and where who I was when I was a Christian and then to see me come out of being a Christian and start smoking and doing all sorts of foolishness um you know it was a bit weird for people to see it was weird for me to see and I couldn't live in that consistency for too long I needed to choose what I where I wanted to be um because what you sow is what you reap you know so the more I kept not coming to God and staying away and not committing to him the more you know life would feel harder life would feel heavy and the stresses of life and because I wasn't consistent when you're because it's, it's not just about your own relationship. When you give yourself to the Lord, as I said before, people are watching you and my own children were watching me. Um, so I didn't just, my decision didn't just affect me when I stopped 
going to church and trusting in the Lord, it affected my family as well because I'm the example that they've got. They don't have any example. I was the head of the house um, and in my weaknesses, they would see, you know, and when I was with God and like loving on God, they could see that. And it's not consistent. You need to be consistent um, in anything that you do and you need to walk in the right way. And I just found that living one foot out and one foot in was not working and it was not productive to myself or my home and I needed to get my stuff in order and that's what I really worked on and just like I've shown you about the five-step tool you know I had to really analyze what I was doing in my relationship with God to to be in that dry season why was I there and the reason why I was there, because I stopped trusting in him. I stopped trusting and believing that he was the author of my fate. He was the one who keeps me. He's the one who loves me and wants the best for me. He didn't promise that life would be easy, but he said he would be there to carry me through those times. He would guide me and give me the wisdom and the knowledge and be that lamp onto my feet. And I didn't trust God enough to do that um in my time of where I should have questioned him and the people that I was in church with why I got put off going to church um in the first place you know if I questioned him God and questioned those around me I would have got some more clarity I would have been able to sort it out and walk in the right direction but when you try to do things in your own will it's not going to work we can't do things in our own will. And that's what I was doing. Um, being a God to myself in a sense, because I thought I knew best, you know, and that doesn't work. And I was inconsistent in my walk with God. When I was praying and worshipping and living the right way that I was supposed to, there were fruits that were seen. I had clarity I was happy, there was joy, there was peace. But when I stopped praying and worshipping and stopped seeking God, you know, the world was heavy. It was a burden. It was weighty. It, it was confusing. It was scary at times, you know. Yeah. So in my pre-contemplation of where I was, that's the fruits that's what that's what I was sowing when I wasn't being consistent and when I wasn't trusting God when I wasn't praying was that when I wasn't in a community of like-minded people I received the opposite I would be sad I would be easily moved I was easily in my emotions make the wrong decisions um, I wasn't consistent, I wasn't faithful, I wasn't, you know, so in my pre-contemplation, that's what I found, that new God put me in that season, and I allowed myself to be in that season, um, and God showed me that this is the difference of quality of life that you can have, when you're with me, this, you, life is better, and that's what it should be, it's not easy, life is not easy for anybody, but it's so much better when you have God on your side.
So having that comparison of both worlds just made me know, you know, this is not the one for me, you know. And there was especially a season like um, over the, during the lockdown and stuff, um, made me really think because before the lockdown, um, me and my family went through a really difficult season, really loved this person and they were being taken away from us and I really didn't know what to do about it. All I did have was God to trust. I was crying in the morning when I got up because this was hurting me. Like, what is going on? You know, what is happening in this season? This person is being taken away from us. We love this person. And there's an, the real chance that we're never going to see this person again. And... um yeah, I just really had to trust God in that moment. I would be crying all the time. It was like I was mourning and it was so deep, the pain within my gut. You know, I couldn't even breathe from the tears. I would leave work and in my car, I'd be just praying, worshipping and crying, 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 crying. I'll go in the shower and the person will just pop up in my head and I'll be crying you know, looking at family members and we're talking about it. And it was like we were grieving. It was really painful at that season. But all I said is, Lord, you know the reasons why. You're in control. You know the beginning and the end. You have the wisdom. You have the knowledge. You have the power. Just make sure that this person is safe. Make sure that they're taken care of. Make sure they are well. And if it's in your will, then you will bring this person back to us but only if it's your will, if that's what you want for us, then that's what you will do. I really learned to trust in God even deeper in that season, you know, because he was the only one I could turn to. There was no man, woman or child that I could run to to get any advice or to say that you can do this because they couldn't. Nobody could do anything. It would take a miracle for anything to happen, um, So contemplation, what tools was I using to get back to spending time with the Lord, getting back my relationship with the Lord? Seriously, it was repentance. I had to acknowledge that I had done wrong and moved away from God. Um, and I had to ask him for forgiveness for doing that. I had to ask him like, Lord, I'm just so sorry. Um and point out the areas that I felt that I had done. And then the Holy Spirit would show me areas on what I had been doing. And um, I'd cry, worship, and ask God for forgiveness. Um, because repentance is really important. You know, if you've done something wrong to somebody, you have to repent to them. You need to ask them for forgiveness. You need to tell them you're sorry and explain to them the reasons why you did what you did and you know it wasn't right but this is what I did and can you accept my apology and repentance is not just asking for that person's forgiveness but working not to make the same errors again and that bit's not the easy bit because 
especially where I got into a habit of smoking, that was the think the longest thing that took me to um, get out of the habit of doing, because um, that's another addiction, smoking. Um, and I found that the difficult thing, I would do really well for a while and then I would go back to it. But um, God helped me with that because I was like, Lord, you need to take this away from me. And he did, he did. And I haven't looked back. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't easy, and it was not just um, repenting to God because He just I had to repent to God firstly, but I had to also acknowledge that um, my actions, whether serious or not, affected other people's because they were selfish in their ways. They were about me, how I was feeling, and. Sometimes I didn't always prioritize how, what was beneficial for somebody else, you know. Um, I made decisions and said things in times where if I had wisdom or more patience or knowledge, I would have done it differently. And I had to repent for those times. Even I had to tell my kids, look, I'm sorry for this season that I was in. And, you know, I might not have been the, the best parent for you at that time, but I'm sorry, I had to apologise to friends and family that, um, you know, had seen me in my walk previously and, you know, it was more positive walk and then see me in my darker walk and then, um, well, it might not be, they might not see it as darker, they might just think, no, that's Genevieve, but I knew the difference. I knew the difference on the way I was living and I apologised to them because, I didn't think it was good. I didn't think I didn't it wasn't appropriate. Um and I think I even made like a little post on Facebook to say, look, I'm sorry for anybody that I have um <laughs> offended or or in my in my walk, you know, that I haven't conducted myself correctly or whatever it is. I had to do that. The Holy Spirit put that on my heart to do that, and that's what I did. Just asking everybody for forgiveness, and you know, because we are all human. There is no, as I said, and I keep saying on this podcast, there is no perfect person. We all make mistakes. We all fall down. There's things within that we did when we was in the world before we knew Christ, or that you're doing now if you don't know Christ, and you know that you know they're not things that you should be doing or that's not the way that you really want to live and there's habits that you're doing that you don't really want to do but you're doing them because you don't have the strength within you to change it we all have that and even when you're a Christian you're still going to battle these things until you allow God to take over and just you surrender to him you're still going to be dealing with stuff when you give your life to God it's not just oh the whole your whole you're turned into a a brand new being and you've forgotten all those things. No, it's a process. Yes, he's given us he said he's gonna give us a brand new body and we're gonna but that's in a different time. And he changes our mindset now on earth to think differently, to act differently. So we still have to battle with the flesh. We still have to battle with our mind. We still have to battle with our thoughts and our actions and our words. But we're doing it because we know it's the right thing to do. We're not just doing it because that's what we want to do. So 
the walk with being a Christian is not easy. But it's the better life. You feel there's so much benefits. You might think, oh, I have to give this up. I have to give that up. It's, it's a minor. You know, now I can say it's a minor. But when I was going through it, it wasn't as easy. But it's a minor now because I can say, I should have just gave that up. It didn't hold anything. It didn't gain me anything. It just made things worse. Me holding on to this thing. So I had to have my mind renewed. Um, I had to build a solid foundation in God by um, reading the word, meditating on it, memorizing it, worshipping it, um, oxing, surrounding myself with positive people, um, getting back in a community with a church. So I've got this really brilliant church. I moved out of London now, but when I was in London, um, go to this beautiful church, Cornerstone, and the people there are lovely, and the bish- the pastors are fantastic. Um, yeah, so you have to surround yourself with people. Like, even now, my thing is, like, since COVID, I haven't really been back to church on a regular basis because I live a bit further, but I have to commit to going back to being around like-minded people. We all need that covering of your pastors or your head of your church, your community, um, because we need that accountability as well. So I need that accountability to other people um, who are like-minded to be successful, to have good fruits come out. Because as we're learning from each other, we can guide each other and remind each other what our purpose and plan is and support each other pray for each other you know being in that community to worship with one another it's brilliant it's lovely and you know that's a family that's your second family um this is the family that you can choose you know you can't choose what family you're born into but these people um that you hopefully find a beautiful church to go to they're they're your next family and you need that support you need that fellowship um because god god requires it for us to fellowship with one another he doesn't want us to be alone otherwise he wouldn't have created man and woman Uh, man and woman to be together as a couple form a relationship have family um it's all important um and plus it takes that pressure off yourself as well you can't do community on your own there's no such thing so you know and it's always good that you've got people to ask for help um so when you're struggling in some areas you can go to your brother your sister and ask them for some help and support and they will be open and helpful to you you know so what do i do every day to prepare um to keep consistent in my my walk with god um I get up every morning, um, usually 5am. If I'm not on it early, I get up about 4.30. Um, I do my devotion. I spend time with the Lord. I meditate. I take do some breathing. And um, I read the words. I meditate on the words all during the day, whether it's um, listening to the Bible app. Um, and on there, I listen to the Bible. They've got on there there's um 
where I'm listening to the Bible to how to cover the Bible from the beginning to the end within three years. So I listen to that. I do the word of the day. Um, I listen to sermons from Cornerstone Church, Deeper Fellowship Church. What else? Yeah, and I have to examine myself. I ask the God to show me um, what I'm doing that's not correct um, and work on those things. Um, and I'm trying to build good Christian friendships um, as I'm getting older. Friendships are not always easy to um, maintain or to develop, should I say. Um, but I'm intentional about developing good friendships. Um, I really do miss my friend that I spoke about regarding in my older church, old church. And that's the kind of friendship that I want where I'm accountable and that person loves me enough to tell me if I'm doing something right or wrong. Um, that we love each other to correct one another, that we support each other, that we see that we're still human and we still make mistakes and we have faults and sometimes we'll fall down. Sometimes we're not going to be at our best all the time, but we support each other in the journey. Um, we make time to speak. We make time to to um, to meet up. You know, it's a relationship. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to find like-minded people to fellowship with, to spend time with. Um, and everything you, that I'm doing here is not easy. I have to be intentional about it. Um, I have to be intentional. I'm getting up in the morning. I have to be intentional about reading my Bible. I need to be intentional about what I'm filling my mind with while I'm at work or while I'm driving home or before I go to bed, whatever it is, I need to, it's a continual renewing of your mind. Action. You know, the action is that basically you need to do the work. It's a relationship. Just as I said about relationship building with friends, that's the same thing, relationship you need to make to spend with God. You know, I'd spend that time with him first thing in the morning because he's the one who's covering my day. He's the one who woke me up. He's the one who's going to provide for me. He's the one who's going to keep me. He's giving me breath to live. He's the one who's going to, um, who's the author and finisher of my faith. He's the one, you know, when I die that I'm going to have to answer to, you know, so every day I have to take the action to try and live a, a righteous life to live. He, I can't be right. Righteous. God makes me righteous be mindful of knowing my behaviors and what my old habits were and so I know what to do um, when I see them rising up because as I said before none of us are perfect and we've had I've been living in this body for 48 years and it's used to doing that and I have to unteach it um, and God has to do that really I have to trust him to complete it but I have to do the work to to be mindful of it and not to fall into the same traps. So, yeah. And I have to trust the process. I have to trust the process. It's all a process. It's all a process. So, today, have a look at your own relationship. Whether you believe in God or not. Um, What is your spiritual health? You know, what keeps you grounded? What keeps you focused on the right things? What keeps you feeling good and out of trouble? Um, and if you haven't done those things in a long time to feel good, 
about yourself and your well-being and your spiritual health, what can you do today to prepare yourself for your future? Believe me, whether you believe it or not, we're all going to die and we're going to all have to answer to, to the higher power. And I believe that higher power is, is God. But I don't know what you believe. But I believe even as a Christian, you know, yes, I've given my life to the Lord. But I still have to answer for how I've lived my life. So I'm trying to do the best that I can now. Because every single one of us have to answer. Um, so you make that choice. What do you want to do? How you want to live? So I've got two songs for this week. Um, the first song is Psalms 23, I Am Not Alone. And this song is by People and Songs. I expressed there was a time when we believed that a person was going to be taken away from us. And they were for a short time. <laughs> the God I serve is awesome. The God I serve is in control of all things and I prayed to him and worshipped and bawled and cried and wailed my heart out to him and he heard my heart and he returned that person back to us um, so we can love on them and they're a part of our lives and I'm only grateful to God for that. I know God did that and God did that alone and this song is one of the songs that I sang, listened to every day, every single day. Um, so it goes, um, the Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. Defender behind me. I won't fear. I'm filled with anointing. My cup's overflowing. No weapon can harm me. I won't fear. Hallelujah. I am not alone. He's my comfort. Always holds me close. He always guides me through mountains and valleys. His joy is refreshing, restores my soul. Mercy and goodness give me assurance that I'll see his glory face to face. Hallelujah. I'm not alone. He's my comfort always holds me close. Hallelujah. I am not alone. Yes. Love those words. That song comforted me so much. Definitely listen to it. It's going to be in the show notes description. Um, please have a listen. It's on Spotify and all good music providers. The next song is some reason I'm really spoiling you guys this week by giving you two songs but this song is just so good as well and it's called Shepherd and it's by CC Winans and that's from her life album CC Winans and it's all our eyes on the Lord all our hope in you Lord all our trust in you Lord all we want is you Lord all our eyes on you, Lord. All our hope in you, Lord. All our trust in you, Lord. All I want is you, Lord. The Lord is our shepherd. The Lord is our helper. 
Oh, 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 Jesus, lead us and show us the way to follow you. I love this bit. My life is better and I like it better when I am following you. My life is better. I like it better when I'm following you. My life is better. I like it better when I'm following you. I just love that bit of the song. This the bridge bit. Um, and it's really uplifting and powerful. But my life is so much better because I've chosen to follow the Lord. Um, I'm no longer living in doubt, in darkness, in confusion or fear. I have boldness. I have power. Um, I have God's authority. I can see clearly now there is so much light. There is so much peace. Believe me, I still have obstacles and barriers and things that try to cloud my vision of where I'm supposed to be going. But I believe every day that God's got me covered. So I don't worry. I don't stress about stuff like that, you know. Um, So I just love it. I just love how God makes me feel and I'm just so happy um, that I've made that choice to commit to God and I hope that you choose to do so too Um, so you know ask God to forgive you for your sins um, to lead you and direct you ask him to open up your heart to receive him you know he's such a beautiful being that None of us have words to explain, but he's real to me and I hope he becomes real to you too. Um, The book of the month, um, Dr. Thema, um, this is um, an extract from her book. Um, She's a psychologist and a minister. Her book is about overcoming fear and trauma to reclaim your whole authentic self and she has a podcast under the same title so here is a section from her book homecoming prayer can be defined as communion or conversation with god divine love your higher power your source or creator An important aspect of prayer as conversation is that it cannot be one-sided. Many of us who come from religious traditions were taught specific things to say during prayer, including words of worship, praise and thanksgiving, requesting forgiveness and listing petitions for yourself and others. These directives often miss a very important part. And that is silent listening, silent awareness. Prayer is not just about making requests. The very act of praying itself can be transformative for those who practice spiritual discipline of prayer or are open to it. I encourage you not just to centre prayer on your wants, but to open yourself to the refreshment and clarity that can come when you are quiet your mind, and you are present in the sacred space. Give yourself a sacred pause to receive what you've overlooked in your busyness of your day. Both meditation throughout the day and the constant prayer involve shifting of our minds, hearts and spirits consistently 
instead of just devoting a few minutes to a spiritual practice each day, when you separate your sacred lives from our everyday routines, we don't allow prayer to permeate any other aspects of our lives. African psychology and other indigenous psychologies recite the false dichotomy between the sacred and the secular. Not only do we pray with our mouths, but we also pray with our actions. We can approach our relationships and vocations prayerfully. Living a life of prayer can make you more aligned, in tune and connected to yourself, God and others. If you pray often, but are still judgmental, more harsh, you are likely spending a lot of time talking instead of listening. As you commune with the creator, who is love, that same love will show up in you. Wow, she's done it again. Get this book. Get this book, people. Very good, good book. And as I said, the podcast as well is a great listen to um, Dr. Thema on Homecoming. Very, very good. Love it, love it, love it. And the word for today is Psalms 23, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honour to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I am not afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely, goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. That's the prayer my nana used to teach me. And um, it still holds me. It still grounds me. Um, Sometimes I may have forgotten it in my past, but believe me, he says, teach your children the way they should go and they will not depart from it. So, you know, she taught me that long time ago and it's still in in my heart. It hasn't been forgotten. Um, And it's brought me back to the Lord. You know, that little child is now grown to an adult and still trusting the Lord. So it doesn't matter what age you are, where you're starting from. It's all good. Come home. So who am I? I am Genevieve, who is intentionally doing the work to know herself and hoping to see and love the newly discovered Genevieve, what I have learnt, what I am unlearning and how I am disciplining myself, what I choose to accept and choose to reject. Thank you for listening to the end. I really appreciate and value your time. I am intentionally hoping you will join me next week. You know I did it again. Until then please listen again and 
just hear it with the heart that it is it's just my journey of reconnecting back with god my life changer and i encourage you um, just to listen to it again and if you like this episode please leave a comment tell me how you're getting back to the lord or if you want to ask questions of how you start to um, have a relationship with god please leave your note in the description either dm me on intentionally underscore hoping at instagram or email me at intentionally hoping at gmail.com don't forget check me out on instagram every monday for intentional mindset monday and every thursday for the word of the day i love you guys and hope to see you next week take care bye